Hey everybody, welcome back. I have a good interview for you today. I brought on Jessica May Stafford from The Bottom Line. The Bottom Line is my accounting firm. She's gonna take us through a bunch of things and I asked her a little bit about what are some of the biggest mistakes online businesses make and how to make sure you get paid on time, things like that. That's issues that I still deal with. Um, we also talk about profit and we talk about profit first. What What is it? that? What is the profit for a system? What is profit in general? How should we treat it? And then, of course, we talk about taxes. We've just gone through tax season in the IRS. And I asked her about what are most businesses missing? So without further ado, here's Jessica May. Hey, Jessica May, how are you? Welcome to Podcast Strategies. Hi, Danny. Happy to be here. So excited about our convo today. Yeah, I, I had to laugh as we were talking before this about, I couldn't remember if you'd ever been on my podcast because I've been on your podcast, mm-hmm. which is called Pay, Play, Profit. If anybody wants to check it out, um, I'll make sure to list that as well. But I've been on your podcast. I'm one of your clients of the bottom line uh, accounting and you guys do all this wonderful stuff for me in terms of profit first and and keeping the money that I make. Um, and you've been on so many of my other clients' podcasts that I was like, wait, I can't remember. Have you ever been on my podcast? And you haven't. So I'm glad to have you here because I want to talk about I want to talk about how, as a business owner, an online business, um, we can keep more of the money that we earn and actually be a profitable business. But I know sort of your story and where you guys have been because we've worked with you so long. You're actually one of our clients as well. It's kind of a uh, not tit for tat or a, 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 a almost a, a services exchange in a way. Yeah, yeah a partnership. A partnership. That's, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, just bring us up to speed on who you are and, and what you do as the visionary for the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me on the podcast. I can't believe I, we haven't done more of these podcasts together, mm-hmm. but I'm so excited about us doing this today. And at the bottom line, we really are more than accounting, and we do things from uh, helping with the accounting and the books, profit first advisory, uh, tax planning, tax compliance, which is that annual tax prep. And then for our clients, we also provide year-round support. So our main thing is that we're in a partnership with our clients. We need to be in contact all year long, not just at tax time, ideally. Mm -hmm. And because we're in that kind of partnership in that way, looking at the business holistically and factoring in the needs of the business owner, we're better to support you with all the initiatives that you're trying to do, including keeping more of your money. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. And we specialize in serving online businesses and e-commerce businesses. So that's really what we do. And we've been in this space since 2013. And the bottom line itself has been in existence for 1996. So we've been around a while as well. Yeah. And and that's why really I was interested in your services when I first heard about what you guys do and and um, the the system that you use, uh, which you've developed from multiple different uh, multiple different philosophies of of business strategy and accounting and all these types of things, it, it really made sense to me that the the years you know at that point I'd been running my business for ten years. Uh, I had been barely profitable, break even. You know, I'd been paying myself. Uh, there was a very blurred line between the business and my personal finances and all those types of things. And I was trying to do the books on my own and really just had no idea where I was, how much 
money I was making, how much of it was profit, what should I be keeping, how much should I be saving for taxes, was I the right type of business as an LLC or whatever. And so you guys helped me. I think the big steps that we took were first transitioning Emerald City Productions from an LLC to an S Corp, where I was then the sole employee and could pay myself a salary. And we cleared up, um, separated the personal and business finances. And we've done things like um, create solo, uh, solo K, solo 401ks to make sure that I'm investing money and saving money at the end of the year and being able to match it with the business. And, and then also entering into a more profit first accounting system, which has allowed me to, to know how much I should keep for taxes each month and how much, um, what percentage I should have as profit and put that away and save it and use it and, and have fun and, and dream things. Um, but specifically today, I really want to get into, um, you know, how as a business, how we operate so that we get paid, get profitable, stay profitable, and then keep that money. So why don't we go into mistakes? Because I know I've made plenty of mistakes in my business that you guys helped me catch and and helped me write and and many times. Um, What are some of the biggest mistakes that specifically online businesses make since so many of us now are online businesses, even even Emerald City Productions, where I have a team and we're, you know, doing stuff, we don't have a physical location. We're all mm-hmm. online. We're all virtual there. I can count maybe on both hands, the number of clients I've actually met in person over the years, you guys being one of them. What are some of the biggest mistakes that online businesses make? Well, I think the best way that I know to answer such a great question is kind of got to take it all the way back to mindset, which might sound mm-hmm. like a little woo wooey, but One of the things that we've developed over the last 10 years and what we know and working with hundreds of online business owners from a startup to someone doing five or $10 million a month in revenue is really understanding that every decision is a profit decision and profit is measured in time, energy, and money. So a lot of times when we get started in our businesses, it's really the tactical pieces that we focus on. I have an idea. I want to bring the idea to market. I've got so much money to invest or I don't have any money to invest. Mm -hmm. And it's just in versus out. And you're not really separating yourself from the process at all. As a business owner, you're just trying to validate the idea. Mm -hmm. And you're just trying to get the thing into the market and see if it's going to go anywhere. And I actually find that that's one thing that hurts us because we go into this thinking we're going to try it versus committing to the fact that this is what we're going to do. And when we decide that we're going to do it, when we use a tool like every decision is a profit decision and profit is measured in time, energy, and money, it gets us to start thinking beyond the money of this is what I made and this is what I've spent. And it starts helping us understand how are we leveraging the time? What does the energy feel like doing this? And then what are the money facts? The math has to work, mm-hmm. um, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really important. And the other thing that I would like to say about profit is profit, cash, and tax are all three separate things. And I don't think we understand that or realize that in the very beginning, because we're really focused on getting that idea out there and becoming this thing that we want to have, whether it's replacing our full-time income and or starting to work from home or having a side gig for vacation or retirement or to retire debt. 
everyone comes in at different stages and places for different reasons. And it's really important to understand why you're doing it at that point. And do you have an idea of what you want it to do in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, because part of it is trying to play with the end in mind a little bit. The end doesn't have to be 10 years from now. It could li- literally just be 18 months from now. Right. But what do we want at the end of the ride? And mm-hmm. so many times it's just, I want to give this a try. Um, you know, one of our clients would say that's your searching for salvation moment. You're just mm-hmm. trying to find something to plug into. So that would be one of the first things that I would say is like, make sure mentally your game is strong and you're doing things to keep your mental game strong and don't be casual about your money. Cause yeah. if you're casual about your money, you're going to be super casual about your profit. And more than likely, if you do really well, you're going to be very surprised by the tax bill at the end. And mm-hmm. it's going to deflate every ounce of goodwill that you, you built right. up in your business because that's what taxes do most of the time. Yeah. Um, it just kind of takes the wind out of your balloon. Yeah. And <laughs> that know? that's where you guys have helped. Um, you know, cause I, I think for three years in a row, I tried to do my own taxes and paid two to three times as much as I should have been paying, missing mm-hmm. certain things or not being the right um, type of business for the the way we operated. But I, I want to go back to what you were saying. I, I think one of the things that you helped me realize most and your team did, um, and the whole idea of the profit first, profit first system is <clears throat> that the, the, the hustle, the struggle, the, the things I was doing, the time, like you're saying, needed to be worth it for the outcome. Yes. And that was one of the things you you guys helped me clear up because I was trying and and I still have sort of two sides of my business, but I was trying to do all the things and try all the things that were being recommended to me by all the gurus and all the podcast hosts and and being in the podcasting business, that was even harder because I'd always hear new ideas like every week. And you really helped me put a um a visualization to it of here's the real numbers. Here's the time involved. Is this worth it? Here's what your business could look like if you did this. How hard would it be? And you asked the the hard questions. You asked, you know, okay, we see this and we see this money coming from here. How hard would it be to get more of that type of money? What would that look like? What would the the process? So you, you guys are not just accountants. You are really, I would I would say business advisors and and strategists. And and that's that's really helpful. Um, but so let's, let's go like into a little bit of detail about businesses and how they make money. Mm -hmm. Um, we all online businesses, you know, we might be selling products, we might be providing services, we might be doing these things, but at some point we have to get paid. Right. Mm -hmm. And you guys have had recommendations for me before, but I'd love for you to go into uh, a process of talking about, you know, how do you make sure that you get paid on time? How do you make sure that people actually send you that check or make that payment when, when it's, um, when it's due? I mean, that was part of the reason I shifted my business business from musicians to podcasters, because I wanted to work with people that were of more of a business mindset and knew how to budget and, and those types of things. But what have you seen in this world of, uh, can be effective strategies for, for getting paid, um, when people owe you money? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of getting paid, there's two things. Number one, I believe you have to know what you've got coming in. And this is very much a profit first 
cash management system is a very good tool. Even it's designed for the person who's yet to make their first dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the process is you've got to know, you've got to make the money and then you've got to kind of record the money. And when you know the facts behind how much money you've earned, you have to tell the money what to do the day, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, you got to tell it what to do when it gets here. Mm -hmm. And what profit first tells us to do is when the money comes in, I need to set aside money for profit so that I have money to play or pay down debt or whatever Mm -hmm. I need to do in the business. I need to set aside money for tax Mm -hmm. because all the planning in the world isn't going to prepare you to pay the bill and the bill is coming. And then you've got to make sure you're getting paid. And so many times I see the mindset of I'm just going to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. And that's certainly a strategy and that's one way to do it. But you got into business so the business could serve you. And one of the ways it serves you is by paying you. Mm-hmm. And so setting that aside and then the rest is your operating expenses. And so many times we'll get asked questions. How much can I afford to pay for a contractor? How much can I spend on software? And knowing that you have a bucket just designated to operating expense, no matter the amount of money coming into the business, that gives you a gauge of like, this is my container of success right now. Mm-hmm. And if you if you spend more than that operating kind of bucket is, then it's going to have to come from somewhere and it's going to come from you. It's going to reduce your pay. It's going to reduce your profit or it's going to eat into that tax money and you're not going to have the money to pay the bill. So I think that's just a very good tool. But where you have to start is you have to have your numbers and you have Mm -hmm. to pay attention to your numbers and get a process in place as practical as you can make it with a system that you will use Mm -hmm. so that you understand that on at least an every two week or monthly basis at a minimum. I think that's how people start getting paid, Um, because when you don't look at it, you don't inspect it, you just look at it to basically see what you spent and what you have left. That's Mm -hmm. not really getting you anywhere. It's just kind of a cycle. I don't know. Does that, is that kind of what you were thinking about? That helps me. And, and I want to go even further down that road. Um, You know, like you talk about getting paid Mm -hmm. and we've, we've said the word profit several times Mm -hmm. and I've talked about profit first and, and maybe people haven't read that book. Um, So let's talk about, profit like if i i think about profit i'm i'm thinking in terms of oh yeah okay the business made more took in more money than it spent mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's profit or or i did this service and charged this much money um but only then paid this much money to my contractors or my team or or these products or these subscriptions that i have to have to do this what is profit in your opinion as you help businesses and how should we think about it How should we treat it in our businesses? Absolutely. So there's profit for tax purposes, and then there's profit for business purposes, and then there's the cash for profit. So I want to focus on the cash for profit Mm -hmm. because that's the very straight line, especially for business owners who are starting out in the growth scale. Mm -hmm. And in profit first, what I love about it, it's simplicity and it's practicality is you set aside the money inside the profit account. 
instead of it being sales minus expenses equals profit is sales minus profit equals expenses. Mm -hmm. So you are absolutely setting aside a portion of your money that's going to return to you so you can do something fun with it, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And um, you make those transfers once every twice a month or once a month. And then once a quarter, you distribute 50 to 100% of that money to yourself Mm -hmm. because that should translate into profit on your accounting system or your um, income taxes, but that's money that's coming to you to kind of impact your life. And so I like the cash conversation of profit because it's the one that people actually get to see and feel the most. Yeah. So what I would always tell people to do right away is set up a profit account right away. When you go set up that bank account for your business, just go ahead and set up an account for profit and make sure that you're putting 1% of your deposits over there. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. like, I can't afford it, just do 1% and then take it out once a quarter and go buy an ice cream cone, watch a movie. It can be very small in the beginning, but small Mm -hmm. things add up over time. And, but this is just a discipline to get you into a rhythm to create transformation in your finances. Yeah. And that's really where you start. And one of the statements that um, Mike McCallowitz, who wrote that book and and Mm -hmm. sort of, I guess, invented this system. I'm sure other people had done it before, but he was the first person to put it in a book. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But he, he made the statement and this was the, this was the, the moment for me where I was like, oh, this totally makes sense that, okay, the, the profit percentage and there's a whole formula and calculation for different sizes of business. And it's really, really formulaic. It's it's set out nicely, Mm -hmm. but the idea that 1%, 2%, 5%, if you can't set that amount of money aside from every deposit, if you can't say that 5% of the money that we take in every month, we are not going to touch. If you can't do that and you can't also say like 10% or 12% or whatever you need for taxes can be set aside, then your business is not running correctly. Or maybe you shouldn't be in business. Like that was, I think he literally says that at some point, maybe this business shouldn't exist. And I listened to the audio book. So maybe that was an editorial comment, but that hit me. I was like, oh yeah, a business exists to make money. Yes. It needs to make money. It needs to be profitable, whatever you know definition you're using. And preferably it's a definition where you're actually keeping that, it. you're taking that money before you even spend it on something and say this much money is, we're not gonna touch it. It's, it's there, it has to be there to say that this business is a good business and is actually operating in the way it should be. And so in that book, it was really interesting. He goes into a discussion of, if you can't do this, here are questions you need to start asking yourself. Like you need to look at like, what are we spending? What are we spending money on? What are our expenses? What are our operation costs? Mm-hmm. Where can we cut more? If we yes. are only going to be able to take in this much money, if we are sure that we can't charge more money, then how do we go leaner? How do we? And, and so that that's why to me, it's such a great system for the online business because you don't have some of the pressures of a brick and mortar business. And it's a little bit easier to implement. I yeah, can imagine over, if I'm paying yeah. rent and things Your like overhead that. can be a lot less. And I think that, again, it's just practical. And if you mm-hmm. can't develop the skill of this financial discipline in the beginning, yeah. as you experience success, you're just going to keep rolling that habit yeah. 
mm-hmm. into more money and, you know, getting this discipline kind of nailed down while it doesn't feel sexy in the moment, especially if you're on a, on a roller coaster ride, it will keep you from spiking up and spiking down really hard because right. you're going to create a flow to your business and a flow to your cash and money. I said this one time to a group of people and it, I, I got a real big reaction from it. Money likes to be controlled. And Mm -hmm. you spending it is not you controlling the money. Mm -hmm. And I actually learned that way too late in my business career. And I I always say that uh, key to our success in business a lot of times has been suffering. Mm -hmm. There's no theory here. Like we know what works and we've seen it across hundreds of businesses Mm -hmm. based on whatever income size. And if you're not making money today or the business is not paying you, it can change in an instant. You're just got to be willing to get started and be okay with it being a small step to the big thing you're trying to shift. Mm -hmm. Well, and, um, one of the things in my business in particular that this system helped with was, you know, you, we, in, in his book, he talks a little bit about, um, having the profit and doing nice things with it and doing things for yourself and having fun and enjoying your business. But he also talks about debt and he Mm -hmm. talks about how, you know, a lot of people will say debt is bad and any type of debt is bad. But realistically for businesses, you do have debt on occasion. And that's also one of the things that profit can be used for in this system is that like with me, when I first started the system, I had debt that I was like, I've been trying to pay off this debt, this revolving mm-hmm. like credit card debt mm-hmm. on the business credit card or something like that. I'm trying to pay it off, trying to pay it off. And, and I, just, I can't get there, but the profit first system allowed me to say, okay, I'm going to set for six months. Here's this money that's going to be set aside that every month I'll have the money that can't be touched to make this payment, to yes. pay this down. So that we then like a couple of years later, when I needed to do some things and grow some things and pay for new team members and start those that process, there was the credit there to take those investments and that's and right. and go. Um, go well, that's the profit account. I always say, here's the power. It's going to distribute to you for profit so you can play with it. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you build cash reserves in your business so that if you <clears> have <throat> an economic downturn like we experienced yeah. through COVID, you're prepared right. for that. And it's also going to help you to retire debt faster if that's one of the mm-hmm. initiatives you want to go after. I mean, it's there's a lot of great uses behind it, for yeah, sure. Definitely. So the the other word that we've talked a lot about today is taxes. And, and I talked a little bit about how you guys helped me with that and how you helped me um, change business types and uh, in terms of how the IRS views my business. Um, with taxes, the IRS, what are most businesses online or brick and mortar, um, what are they missing right now that they could be taking advantage of or could be um, using to better their tax position? So there's, and this is not a hard and fast rule, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I know I always <laughs> it tell, all depends. And it this all is depends. not official it's advice. One of the, it, it's <laughs> one of, it's one of the things that I get tired of saying the most, but every situation is unique. Yeah. But I will tell you this, that I feel like what common mistakes are, Number one, people don't understand what they can deduct or mm-hmm. they think that the money they pay themselves out of their new business is actually a deduction for tax mm-hmm. purposes, and it's not. So understanding what you can deduct and t- maximizing any deduction you can in the early days is really important. Typically, the margins are lean. There's not much of a problem there, mm-hmm. but they get surprised with tax if they're an LLC single member or a sole proprietor, which are those most common ways that you get started. Mm-hmm. 
it's just you. And they get surprised because they've made money and they've taken money out of the business, but they didn't have a lot of expenses, but they thought for some reason that the money they were taking to pay themselves was going to be a deduction. And it wasn't, they had to pay tax against the whole amount Mm. So, because it's a flow through income. And so any of those payments they made to themselves out of their business wasn't an expense. Now, the other part is there's certain financial milestones that people should really pay attention to in their business as they grow. And when you get to about thirty to $50,000 in net income, meaning this is I made $50,000 and I had $20,000 in expenses, which does not include your pay. Mm-hmm. and I had um, $30,000 in that income, that's the time to start figuring out, is there a different entity that I could get into that could help me have more expenses or bring my wages into my business to help further reduce my income tax? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people when the business is making about thirty dollars to $50,000 um, in net income, that's a really critical time for tax planning. And when you personally have an adjusted gross income of $100,000 or more. So for people working full time that decide to get into a gig because they're Mm -hmm. trying to transition into a business, which is very common in our space, um, when you're over that $100,000 in AGI, tax planning also becomes very important. And there are things you can do to reduce your tax. Mm -hmm. And the way that you need to get paid in your business to help reduce your tax or your wages, your Mm -hmm. expenses, And then there's other ways the business can pay you um, outside of that, you know, through distributions and things like that. And it's just a big, it's a huge process where the business is doing one thing and you've got personal things going on and then you have your goals in there. And so that, that's the big thing about tax that I would tell people is what financial milestones do you really need to hone on into some big tax planning? And those are like two ways personally and from the business that people should really pay big attention to, as well as understanding what deductions yeah. they can take. And I, and I think this is so important right now, like like you said, and, and why I urge people <clears throat> to talk to accountants, because I didn't talk to accountants as I started my business, didn't talk to financial advisors or anything like that for the first five to 10 years, because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go to the accountant to do my taxes or I'll go to this and then I'll have to find all these documents and they won't, uh, you know, I'll have to get my books together and it'll be a big process. They, they don't know to ask those questions about like what business entity should I be? And when should I consider these things? Because as like most of us, I can imagine right now, especially with um, the, you know, the, the, the unemployment rate where it is and pe- a lot of people out there that are like, making choices now, the great resignation, all that stuff that happened and maybe deciding, Hey, I want to be my own business. I want to be a consultant or something like that. They, they hear things like, well, okay, you should be LLC because that's for like, if it's just you and to protect yourself. So your personal stuff is not, and I'm like, "Uh, that's what I heard. Or they hear a sole proprietor because, well, I'm only one person, but Mm -hmm. they, they see S corp and they're like, well, I'm not a corporation. Like, why would I, I I can't choose that. How would that benefit me? But maybe they're already grossing, you know, 300, $400,000 a year. Who knows? Um, That's why it's really important to, to talk to companies like the bottom line. Um, If in the very least you guys that are listening, go and listen to pay, play profit. Um, The podcast that Jess and, and her, 
uh, I guess, I don't know, it's Marilyn a partner, part partner. of the business, yeah, co, business co-founder, partner. owner, yeah. uh, co-owner, Marilyn Parham. Um, it's, it's a wonderful podcast that goes into a lot of these questions. And they're mm-hmm. always talking about the latest things that are coming up, the new things this year, the new things that you may have missed uh, with tax code changes, if you're an online business or et cetera, et cetera, like talking about, you know, I, I talk about myself as an online business, but you know, yes, I also pay rent. I pay rent to myself. Like there's all these things you can do. Um, the IRS is put in place now to look out for the businesses that are being run from, um, your home and, and all those types of things. So I, I really encourage people to listen to your podcast. Um, I I know you guys are in the thick of tax season right now, but is there anything else you're doing uh, over at the bottom line that you'd love for people to check out? Absolutely. I'd love for people to just visit our website at thebottomlinecpa.com. And we even have little mini courses that are extremely affordable, 90 minute segments along with our podcast to help people kind of just get some foundational information in motion and the more that you educate yourself through podcasts like this, just take it one step further and start finding someone who can be your person and your partner to give you the advice you need based on where you're at now and where you're going in the future. And I would even say as service providers, both Danny and I, your service professionals work really hard to make sure that they know what they need to know in order to support you. So don't be opposed to paying for a session to get mm-hmm. advice mm-hmm. if you only need it one time too, you know, in your local town or community, or you find another online uh, business owner who's in the finance industry, just find your person that's right for you. That would be the the last piece of advice that I would offer because not every accountant or tax pro is wired the same way. You're not, you don't value the same things in the same way. And it's just really important you get with who you need um, in the partnership for sure. Well, and Jess, I can't recommend you guys enough. You, you guys work with a lot of online businesses already as well as brick and mortar. And so I, I want to thank you for being here and I really appreciate you showing up and, and sharing your expertise and advice with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Danny. Appreciate it.